This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Matthias, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning, Doc. You're looking good again. I still, uh, the hair's looking, you should even sneak out and have a little bit of a trim there. I mean, you're I do need to. Uh, I do need to go and, and have my hair cut, Gordon. But uh, it's you know, legal, I'm trying, though, but I'm not. Uh, it's legal, but I just haven't got around to it. I'm not looking as flashy as you, though. You are looking very flash with your. Thank uh, you. Yes, I, I'm afraid uh, I have succumbed to the desire to be gorgeous and glamorous. Speaking of which, we have got with us today Greg Malaka, the managing director of Kaya FM. Greg is the brand. Uh, Greg, how are you doing, my man? Good, good, great, man. How are you guys doing? You well? Excellent, excellent. I mean, you were the brand, you, you know, you were the YFM brand back in those days. You were the music manager, the station manager. I mean, you, you are the dad in the world radio man. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, you know, there was a, there was a little break um, for about three years when I went into research with Instant Cross. And I remember when, when I got the phone call uh, to, to come to Kaya. I, I went and had a, a, a coffee with two of my mates, um, you know, who I, I had, you know, whose opinions I value. So I said to them, you know, what do you guys think? Uh, and one of them says, um, you know, he says, you know, there's there's two kinds of people in our circles. You know, there's uh, there's the corporate dogs, and that's us. He was talking about himself. He was actually in in the uh, same field as you, Doug. He was in the cell, you know, cellular space. Oh yeah. Um, and and one of them is a is a major music producer and, and label owner in the country, Oskido. Um, and and both of them just said, "Listen, you you're a radio guy, you're a content guy, so stop trying to be a priest or anything else that you <laughs> thought you would be." In your life. Um, you know, stick to what you were what you were born for. So I guess that's that's what it is. <laughs> Indeed, and you you have certainly been born to it. Uh, I mean, I think. Uh, and again, the proof of the pudding would be 
you know, and congratulations. Kai FM, and not for the first time, I think you've won this award before, Greg, but 2020 uh, Station of the Year in the recent Radio Awards, which is a phenomenal achievement. Um, but it's not the first award, if I'm mistaken. You've won it before? We have. In fact, uh, we've won it four times in five years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a major, major achievement for us. And I mean, you know, for for a really, you know, fantastic awards show that's been around for 10 years, I think it's it's historic, the wins that we've had. So it's, yeah, it's been uh, an incredible run. So just, you know, I want to unpack that a little bit because going through the awards uh, and, and you've won, I think, you know, seven, eight awards uh, in various categories, content, uh, production, all sorts of things. But what interested me looking at, at, at the win was it, you didn't kind of have a clean sweep across everything. So, for instance, the morning show was won by Jack Aranda. The daytime show, I think, was Metro. The nighttime show was uh, Darren Beard, you know, East Coast Radio. Yeah. But in all of the categories, almost without exception, you either won it or you were a finalist. So is that part of being, you know, the station of the year is just having a holistic approach uh, across all the disciplines? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, in, in the past of, of um, you know, I had the opportunity to to, to be a judge, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, we would judge community and, and campus and, and uh, you know, ALS stations and you know, stay away from, from the commercial. Um, and a big part of you know the awards is you know there's a there's a set uh, criteria that focuses not only on uh, you know what listeners hear but you know essentially what the machinery that puts it together the people that put it together um, but also you know the the multifacetedness of of of, of the brand um, and and for us I mean you know being nominated across uh, a variety of discipline disciplines uh, you know says that we were competitive in majority of places so our strength does not lie uh, you know only on the morning show or only on that uh, which which I think is, is is something that's that's stood us in, in good stead so uh, you know being able to to continuously seek to connect with uh, you know your audience through the various um, um, you know content channels uh, various ideas you know so and 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 just talking to various interests of people uh you know because people are made up of you know the hundreds of facets and you know without you know trying to be everything to everyone but like being able to find the stuff that really matters to your audience and and working hard to do that very well um you know has i think has been one of those things that that have put us in yeah in, in yeah so, I mean, it, it's intriguing because it's just one of the things which disturbs me. And I'm going to hand to Doc now because you said multifaceted brand. So that's his <laughs> eyes are lighting up here in the studio. But I mean, what has really alarmed me over the years is this continuing worship of, of you know, morning drive time to the exclusion of all the other stuff, which makes no sense. Yeah. But let's bring it back to multifaceted brand. Doug, you know, yeah. that's that's your game. And, and you, you were so excited about that aspect <laughs> this morning. Really. Yeah, I was it. Thanks, uh, thanks, Gordon. Greg, thanks very much for your time today. We always appreciate having uh, you know industry leaders like yourself on the show. So thank you very much. 
Um, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, g- just going back uh, years, I mean, you know, your wins have, have come uh, and, and hopefully will continue. And I'm sure they will continue. But, I mean, you had a vision a while ago about creating sort of a content hub and, and multi-branded. You know, you've got Kai TV and travel and Kai shop. Um, I just want to chat a little bit about where did that come to you? Know, how did you get to that point of, of creating much more than that uh, and, and using that sort of as a, as a lever or as a sticky item for, for different audiences into your, your various brands? Um, you know, Doug, it actually started um, 20 years ago with, uh, with YFM, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, um, you know, the, the, the thing that we always knew um, was it, it wasn't enough to just be a radio station. Um, and, it, you know, it was interesting times in, in, in those years, um, you know, in that, you know, we still lived in a very polarized country. Um, but you could, you could sense the energy. You could sense the, uh, you know, the, the the yearning to build something. Um, you know, people were starting to, you know, uh, you know, see what hope actually felt like. Um, so we needed to to reflect audience, and I think majority of times, um, you know, when 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 people create brands, uh, you know, whilst they're thinking about, you know, who will consume a brand. Um, they generally don't think about purpose initially. Um, they, you know, we all get consumed by, you know, the idea. You know, this is the idea that I have, uh, and I want to do X, Y, Z. Uh, and then you start to build on the other things on top of it. So once you have the brand and you've put it out there, then you try and find its purpose. Then you try and find, you know, uh, different kinds of things. We started the other way around. So we said, what is the reason? Um, you know, uh, for for this brand. Um, and once we had established what the reason for the brand was, and the reason was very simple. The reason was that, um, you know, we needed to amplify the voice uh, of young black people at that time. Um, and then the next thing was, well, how are you going to do that? Um, and what, you know, perceptions are, are, are attached to, you know, uh, this group that you, that, you, uh, that you were licensed for, that you were chosen, um, you know, to, to be with. Um, and and how do you create you know uh, you know different places and different platforms because you know media and, and, and radio and, and, and brands these these things are about you know building relationships um, and you can't just rely on you know one thing to build a relationship so you can't just rely on FM in this particular instance mm. to build a relationship you've got to say well there's FM and the FM was going to build a relationship with these types of people. Um, but you know, what about people that will not like the FM part of us? You know, will they still need to find us as interesting people? So, so why a magazine? There's people who are visual. There's people who you know like to see more than more than listen. Um, you know, some people will not like what we sound like. Some people will not like um, um, you know what 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 uh, you know what music we play. But but they may like conversations. They may like topics that uh, you know we want to discuss. So. You know, you then kind of, we started to move in, in that particular space. And, you know, this also was the early days of uh, digital. So so websites were kind of like the thing. So we thought, okay, so you've got a radio station. You've got to develop a little website. Uh, you know, we've got the magazine. Uh, we've got events. You know, so all of these things were different touch points. Mm. Um, but we modified, obviously, this thinking uh, when we got to Kaya. 
um, you know, in, in, in that, you know, digital had moved tenfold. I mean, you know, uh, and, and, and we had ambitions of, you know, doing TV, you know, back in the day uh, from, from a YFM perspective. And, and because we knew we didn't have the money to do that, what we wanted to do was create appeal with our, uh, you know, with our, uh, our presenters, um, you know, essentially to, to, to be TV, you know, uh, you know, mm. sort of be attractive for, for television television content, and I mean in the in those old days, I mean there was, uh, and I'll just say rumors. <laughs> there was rumors that uh, the SABC was like, listen, we don't want to touch any of those YFM guys. None of them must be on our platforms. They mustn't be on TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, because obviously yeah. there was this fierce rivalry sure. between uh, you know A Metro and and YFM at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, but but. But it, you know, it was an unstoppable train because we ended up with all of our daytime um, presenters, with the exception of one, having TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. uh, from you know Fat Joe to Rude Boy Paul to Fresh, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. to uh, Thomas. So, so we kind of made that transition into television without having to own a station, uh, yeah. you know, so to speak. Yeah. So that model was was important because you know when you then look at your purpose, your purpose being to elevate this voice, but also to kind of create a relationship between brands and and, and the audience. Um, you needed to have a multitude of, you know, uh, spaces to do that. So at Kaya, um, it, it became, uh, you know, we, we had an opportunity to kind of make that connection even more sophisticated with, you know, digital kind of helping us bring some of these things, you know, under a digital frame. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, developing a whole TV channel. You, you know, you could do that with, you know, Kaya TV, just in the way that TV is done digitally, you know, has given us an opportunity to do it at a, at a much lower cost, but at, at higher higher quality, in fact, competing quality. Um, you know, you add to that travel because, um, you know, again, you know, you know, the argument is, you know, our audience is into a variety of things. Um, and, 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 but thinking about, you know, historically where we're from travel was, was an even more special one for us because, um, you know, having lived in a country where you couldn't go to certain places, uh, by law, um, you know, travel became quite an interesting thing, you know, post, uh, apartheid South Africa, um, you know, and it created a, a, a whole new, um, you know, way of, um, you know, consuming brands, consuming travel, uh, you know, I think a lot of people got opened up to the fact that, you know, black people in South Africa have always loved traveling. They've always, it's just that, you know, the, the, their own country was not allowing them to do that. So there was a fascination as well, of just like discovering your own backyard, uh, but also brands starting to discover a whole market that was always there, uh, but just, you know, was, was never illuminated. So, so the multiple, you know, kind of channel thing uh, helped us do that, not just, you know, for, FM specific kind of brands, but you know a variety of other brands that have different types of interest. So that that talks, you know, uh, to a degree about where your journey and uh, my journey and our journey together began on that that roadshow yes. on the inconvenient yep. truth, um, where we were able to establish that black media generally uh, and radio in particular and specifically car was massively undersupported by the industry. Um, yep. Has there been a shift in that? Are, are you getting a sense that the, those barriers are at least broken down, and has digital helped to uh, to do that? And, and and I'm going to throw in a second question to that as well, because 
you talked about the young black voices and the young energy that goes with it. But two of your big breakthrough decisions, which really have paid dividend, is having uh, David O'Sullivan on the breakfast show and John Perlman. You know, I mean, yeah. those are not the decisions one would normally have expected from from a Kyrifim. Has that also helped to break down uh, those those barriers we spoke of all those years ago? Um, I think, I think yes, to a degree they have. Um, and see, the, the important thing, um, Gordon, and, and 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 you and I would have had this conversation, um, uh, you know, longer, far before the the, the, the inconvenient truth thing started, um, you know, and it, and it wasn't obvious, but it just became clearer to me, um, you know, because our relationship goes back twenty one years. Um, you know, when I was sitting behind a desk, you know, trying to learn as much as I can from you and you throwing as much as you could, you know, um, at us as, as a bunch of young students. Um, that's where the conversation started. It started with, you know, what are we trying to do, um, you know, in, 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 in media, in radio. Um, and, and I think all of us quietly agreed that we're trying to build um, a country. Uh, and and I think that was a very important, you know, mindset to have then, because essentially what it means is that, um, you know, you want to make race less relevant from that perspective, uh, and and uh, more sort of um, perspective more important. So you know, what views do we hold, and what views can you bring, you know, to the fold, you know, to build? Uh, I think building was something that we were very clear about. Um, and to do that, you can't just do it with one group of people. You know, uh, if you want people, you know, you know, your, your, your medium, your business has always got to reflect um, what, you know, society ideally needs to be like. Uh, uh, and, and you've got to be that yourself, you know, so you can't just preach it. Um, and it's also very difficult. I mean, you know, going back to the race thing again, you, you can't have a race discussion as a single race, because in five minutes you agree and then what, you know, um, but different perspectives and different views. This is what allowed us to kind of learn from, um, you know, each other, to be each other's blind spots, to be able to see and hear different views. And, and a lot of people, you know, were scared about it because it's, you know, it's, it's also a populist thing to do to say, oh, we'll have this, uh, you know, young and, and very, uh, uh, you know, uh, popular black, this to do that it's great and necessary for certain places but but not for every space um you know we've we've constructed um you know our our business to to kind of truly reflect what we want uh, or, or what we hope you know society will be um you know we 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 want to have a a full conversation um you know we want to be able to say that you know we've you know spread ourselves right across to, you know, not to respond to kind of, um, you know, populist societal views, but really to real issues that matter to people. Um, you know, so having a breakfast show like that um, is is important for a number of reasons. David O'Sullivan is a 30-year veteran in the game. Um, you know, he's been through many very important, uh, you know, historical events of this country. Um, and we always talk about preserving history and, and retelling our stories. Um, and it doesn't help to silence those voices, you know, that, you know, have been there and have seen things in it. 
particular way, but continue to, you know, sort of evolve and, and, and learn, which, um, you know, which is incredible. Uh, you know, if you think about Jenny, Chris Williams as well, I mean, uh, you know, again, people are like, well, how do you have Jenny? Well, how do you not have Jenny? You know, um, and, and how special is it that you've got a Jenny, Chris Williams on the one hand, and then you've got an Unati on the other hand. You know, these are generations that need to be having conversations. Um, you know, many very successful countries across the world, um, you know, have been great at educating its populace, but also maintaining uh, a very strong connection between, you know, what we call old school and new school, uh, but also different perspectives, different societies, you know, different backgrounds. That's what makes it very rich um, and, and less say commodity, but more a meaningful connection. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Greg, I mean, well done and hats off to you guys, because I think, you know, as, as a South African, I guess, you know, that's all we, we're asking for. Every South African, I guess, is to be included in, in the discussion, to have their voices heard uh, and, and to have a fundamental understanding of their culture and their values. And, and so well done on that. And I think, you know, just from a leadership perspective, and I mean, part of my interest is always on not just the function, but, but the leadership that, that people like yourself impart. You've spoken on previous uh, uh, recordings and, and previous interviews about trying to get young people to find that one spot that they uh, are good at, that they're inspired. And you spoke about going to two of your friends uh, looking back into radio. What other advice can you give to the youth of South Africa today that, that you would typically give to, to your kids if, if they uh, were asking for advice uh, in terms of careers? Um, it's, it's important to... It's important to trust your instincts, you know. Yeah. Um, it's important to be bold, um, and 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 very important to be respectful of the environment within which you find yourself. Um, you know, because it's very easy to, um, you know, cross that very thin line in being bold and just being forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's also very important to understand fully. Um, you know, it's 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 you know when you're present, you will be able to understand fully the situation that's that's in front of you and how to deal with it. Um, you know, when when I was at uh, when I was applying for the gig at YFM, for instance, I mean, I was I was in a queue, you know, with 600 other people looking for a spot, mm. and I knew and understood that if I didn't stand out, um, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to get a shot. Mm. Uh, so I needed to stand out. I needed to be the purple car in that space. So, you know, I often talk about, you know, uh, um, that to young people to say, you know, observe environment, be present in environment, listen very carefully. I mean, you know, one of the things about being, you know, being in broadcasting is that we're very bad listeners because we're just so used to talking yeah. the whole time. Sure. Um, you know, uh, but if you stop and listen, you'll be able to see the gap and, and, and where you can fit in, in that gap. So, so and I often say to a lot of young people, be be present, be aware, um, you know, uh, and, but be bold, you know, and be brave. And Greg, just just quickly talking about that standing in that queue, is it true that you actually spent the time writing a, a business plan for the station? I did. Um, I did. I, I wrote a, <laughs> yeah. wrote a two pager, which was. Uh, uh, <laughs> Which got me into a meeting the very next day, funny enough. 
Um, and and on that day, I, I ended up auditioning the people I was queuing with uh, <laughs> just the day before. <laughs> but it's about, you know, because I saw that somewhere and I just wanted to verify whether it was, you know, an urban legend, which is quite a cool thing, or then I'm glad <laughs> it really happened. But I, I think the lesson there is to, as you say, be present, use that time wisely, and then suddenly within a day, you'd catapulted yourself into quite a different position. I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for foresight for and hard work. And, and uh, again, you know, well done. I mean, history will show what, you know, what, what a, how, how, the, how you were rewarded from that uh, one pivotal moment. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of history, if I can uh, so chip in there, Greg, go for it. No, no, no. And I, and I said, that's, for, for me, that's where the, 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 the presence and the boldness came from. Um, and, you know, I, I have experienced it firsthand. And so I'm able to tell that story, you know, and I'm able to say, you know, to young people, you know, here's here's what my bold moment was, um, and I took it, you know, um, and these are the results. So, um, you know, it's it's also very important to to talk to young people about things that you have done and experienced yourself as well. Mm. And I think you know, coming back to to voices and 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 the narration of of history to to young people, I mean. One of the awards that you won was the Podcast Award for 25 Years of Democracy. Just tell us a little bit about that. How is that conceptualized? And uh, did you link that to the Kaya Cares uh, component of it, or were they two separate exercises? Um, so they're two separate exercises. Um, a, a couple of years ago, um, I sat with um, a young guy, Kakhis uh, um, you know, who gave me a call and said, um, I, you know, I'd love to, you know, come and 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 work at Kaya, and, and you know, I produce podcasts, um, and I and I'd like to do you know some interesting things. And you know, we had scheduled a half an hour meeting, um, you know, because I mean, I have a lot of you know young people coming through our doors, and you know, with many ideas, and and sometimes you can't see everybody. Uh, I spent four hours with this guy. Um, because he was just, you know, fascinated by, you know, a a what was a niche thing at the time, and I'm talking two years ago, mm. uh, and we had put together our own podcast plans, you know, two years prior. So this was, you know, sort of four years in the making, um, and we had a lot of really great ideas that uh, that we had discussed, um, you know, with you know. Uh, uh, very interesting characters um, who we thought had great ideas. And I mean, I'll, I'll just share with you. I mean, I won't say the person's name, but I'll share with you one idea um, that we had with a, a young guy uh, who's in his um, mid-30s, maybe headed towards his 40s now, um, you know, who is a, a grandchild of a, uh, you know, in, is in a family of, of stalwarts. Mm. Uh, you know, freedom fighters, really serious, big name. Um, so we've, we've been having conversations and I said to him, listen, I want us to do a podcast. Um, and this podcast is very simple. You know, I just, I need you to have a, a, a conversation with, you know, your uncles and your aunts who happen to be, you know, major characters in how we know them. But it's interesting, you know, for us to kind of see how you saw them as, as a child. Mm. Um and it would have made for a fascinating look into some of the behind the scenes, um, you know, of, of the people who we hold in high regard in this country, 
and and people, you know, the, the, the characters that need to come out a bit more, the real brave people that never sort of let us down, uh, you know, the, that spirit of being us. So that was the idea of the podcast. Uh, this was four years ago, and you know, that, uh, people were like they were not seeing it, and and then this guy pops up, and I I share this idea with him, and he lights up, and he says, I can I can bring these things to life. Um, you know, so we go on this journey to then, you know, develop these podcasts, which, you know, just become another puzzle in the whole big picture, um, you know, to, to, you know, just in, again, preservation of history, retelling our history, but making relevant for today, but also, you know, creating conversation for, for tomorrow. Um, and, and he did a really fantastic job because he's passionate, because he's young and because he was really gutsy. Um, and and because we trusted him with a, a very important product, uh, and I think that was also a lesson for us to say, uh, you know, when I was a young person many many years ago, somebody trusted me with, you know, big responsibilities. So you know, who are we not to do the same now? Just talking of tomorrow, um, yeah. Let me change the perspective slightly. I mean, you uh, you sit on on the board of the BRC, the Broadcast Research Council, as well. And, I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's not just about the FM. So you've got 750-odd thousand listeners in uh, in Gauteng, but you've got 662 followers on Twitter. You've got 157,000-odd on Twitter uh, FM talk. <clears throat> so all the money, though, continues to go into the conventional research of listenership figures off a, off a Ram's diary when everybody knows that the narrative is getting much bigger than that, are, are there plans uh, afoot to, to shift that and to take a more holistic view of, of, of measuring listening as a behavior rather than a radio signal and the number of people who can tune into it? Yeah, so, I mean, um, you know, what's what's very exciting, um, I think, about the, the different people um, in, in the BRC now at the moment um, is that you know we we have some incredibly um, you know smart uh, and, and and very forward thinking uh, individuals you know who understand that you know it isn't about um, maintaining the status quo uh, because I think in the past we had kind of gotten we, we got stuck in a rut you know we you know this is this is what we do and, and that's how we do it. Um, you know, which 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 did not give a true reflection of, of what was happening in, in trends and in society and just how markets were shifting. Um, but you know, there are some serious plans. I mean, uh, Gary Whitaker, who's uh, uh, you know the managing director, there is is a sharp guy uh, who's you know always looking at um, you know and, and challenging the board on you know different uh, ways of measuring audiences, different platforms. Uh, you know, there's some very interesting uh, tech kind of, uh, uh, you know, approaches that. Yeah, passive at, meters uh, and personal point. meters, that sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's uh, a, a WhatsApp based thing that's also, you know, kind of uh, in, in, in discussions. So there are some really uh, pretty interesting tools. And, and I think the, the, you know, the, the important thing will be, you know, getting to the point where we say, okay, we've, we've discussed enough, let's go for something and let's try it. Um, and, you know, it, it may have its teething, you know, problems. We may have to, you know, kind of uh, do a little bit of modeling and everything. But, you know, we've, we have to be brave enough to kind of move with the time. And I think the attitude 
in, in, in the BRC is exactly there. So that's that's quite exciting. That, that's good news. Doc, um, I'm going to give you the last question and I'll wrap yeah, it for us. No, uh, Gordon, I don't have a question other than, you know, just to say, Greg, well done. And, and you know, thanks for, for, again, a great chat, Gordon. Another another good podcast today. Uh, very enlightening. And, and I mean, just from, from your side and Kaya and, and the teams that you work with, I mean, you've been described through many people as one of the most innovative and inspiring leaders uh, in your sector. Greg, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. And Gordon, I'll leave you to, to close out. Yeah, Greg, thanks again. I appreciate it. And uh, I think there's such a multifaceted uh, way of contacting Kai. I think the easiest default, Greg, can folks just go on the website and communicate with you guys off the website. That's probably the easiest way. Um, yeah. And then also just on advice to young men. I mean, I played golf last week and the advice you gave me last time we played golf was just keep your head down. I failed to do that. So I didn't <laughs> listen to your advice, but uh, I'm sure we'll work on that in the future. Um, Greg, thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. And congratulations once again to you and the team. Uh, fantastic uh, achievement for Kaya FM. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, uh, just one last word from my end. The... Um, the the journey that we've traveled um, has has been a very special one, uh, and I mean, um, you know, interacting with you, you know, in the different spaces over the years um, has been quite a fulfilling thing. So you know, I just want to uh, you know also show my appreciation for you know for sticking with us. You know, many teachers don't stick with their students. The students just like find their way and they run away. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I love, I love the fact that we've seen through, uh, you know, quite a few, um, changes, um, and, and that we have a, have a good story to tell. So, you know, on, on, on behalf of all Afropolitans, um, you know, which includes yourselves, by the way, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate everything. Thanks, Greg. And to all those listeners, Afropolitans, all of us, uh, please, uh, join in, uh, with the podcast, any questions that you have. Doc and Guru podcast uh, on the various social media platforms. Check it out on Facebook. It's possibly one of the easier ones uh, to find. But thanks again for the time that you've given us this week. We will see you next week. Cheers, Doug. Thanks, Gordon. Uh, thanks, Greg. And we'll catch you then. And so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then for my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Matanz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.